welcome to 321 I Relaunch, the podcast where we discuss strategies, advice, and success stories about returning to work after a career break. I'm Carol Fishman Cohen, CEO and co founder of I Relaunch, and your host. Today, we welcome Amy Schmidt. Amy is an award winning podcast host, author, TEDx speaker, motivational speaker, and founder of the brand Fearlessly Facing 50 who has been nominated to the inaugural Forbes 50 over 50 list of women shattering age and gender norms. As Amy says, my mission is to empower women at midlife and beyond to take on this phase of life with confidence. She launched her business and brand six months before turning 50. Her mission is to encourage women over 40 to push fear aside and create their highlight reel of accomplishments to propel them forward. Amy also has a periodic web series that is part of the Fearlessly Facing 50 portfolio, and I was fortunate to be a guest on one of the episodes. We are going to talk about the realistic challenges of the entrepreneurial journey and the role marketing and branding can play in the success of certain businesses. Amy, welcome to 321 I Relaunch. Oh, thank you so much, Carol. I'm so happy to be here, and I love the way you had Fearlessly Facing 50 just flow right out. It's, it's a mouthful, isn't it? Yes, and I did trip over it for a minute there, but um, I did get it. So thank no, you. Great, it's it's just a it is a lot. I know I'm so used to saying it. <laughs> well, I I want to dive right in and and hear all about uh, how you built the company. But before you built it, you were on a different career path, or I don't even know what your career path was yeah. originally. Yeah. Can you? Tell us a little bit about what you were doing before building your company. Oh, absolutely. I love that question. And it makes me really take time and think back like, wow, that's pretty crazy. A long time ago. So, you know, went to university and and got my uh, soul on fire for broadcast journalism and English and uh, ready to set the world on fire. You know, it's like the next Joan London. That's what I wanted to do. I loved interviewing. I love stories. I love storytelling and conversation. So I knew that was what I wanted to do. So I started off in Indianapolis. I'm a Midwest girl by heart. Started lived in Milwaukee and moved to Indianapolis and uh, ended up marrying my college sweetheart. You know, sometimes that happens. And uh, so he was on a trajectory with his position um, of moving us about every two to three years. And it's really difficult as a woman to, you know, get to a new market and and really get grounded. It was it was challenging for me as a journalist. So I ended up working for a pharmaceutical company um, and was in corporate PR and uh, and really enjoyed that until in 1997, I had my first child. And at that point, Carol, we were moving. I think we were four or five moves in at that point. And it was time for me to say, okay, I took on this role of what I call, and I know a lot of women say, oh, Amy, trailing spouse. I was that trailing spouse. I I gave my career up for a bit, and uh, that's what I had to do. Yeah, that trailing spouse name. I know a lot of people are like, where did that come from? And people hate that, but that's what it's called, a trailing spouse or partner. So uh, I totally understand why, of course, that would potentially lead to a career break when coupled, especially with having kids. Right. So Amy, did you have more than one child or or? How did that, what was going on there? (laughs) Isn't it crazy? I know. I know. No, three children, three children, 28 years of marriage, 11 moves, lived overseas for six years. And all during that time, you know, as women, especially women that had a career and then have taken a little bit of a break, 
you know, I continue to reinvent myself. I'm sure you find that constantly um, with what you do at iRelaunch. You know, you just constantly reinvent yourself. And I was writing. I immersed myself in the community, certainly. Uh, I was I was the, uh, the volunteer of the year, basically, everywhere I went, because mm-hmm. I wanted to challenge myself, and I wanted to stay relevant and current and, and be involved, but yet I knew I couldn't you know, have a full-time career at that point. So that's, that's what I did. Well, then what happened when you decided to start the company? Was it like one day you woke up and a light bulb went <laughs> off or was there some period of time uh, when you were thinking about the idea, but weren't sure how to proceed? Mm, how did that, that happen? Question. Yeah, I love that question. You know, I think I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I certainly have, and my and my dad. Uh, both my parents have passed away. My dad really instilled that in me too. You know, just just he knew I had a lot. He always said, "You have ideas you haven't even thought of yet," and I and I always think of that. But you know, it was funny. I was living um, in Germany, and you know, raising my kids, and my husband was traveling, and and I was getting a feeling at that point, especially I lost both my parents while I lived abroad, mm-hmm. which happens at women mm-hmm. of you know our age. All of a sudden this happens. It was unexpected in both cases. And unfortunately I didn't make it back. Um, mm. You know, I tell this story often. I wrote right. about it in my book. Yeah. Lufthansa Airlines prides themselves on being on time. They always are. Lufthansa is always on time. And for whatever reason, both times flying from Germany to Chicago and mm. then getting to Milwaukee, it was delayed. So, mm. you know, I, I really, I, I think a uh, Something I like to share, and and I think your listeners, it may resonate with them, is, you know, I got there from my dad, and my dad was not conscious, and um, I had traveled all this distance. I was exhausted emotionally, physically, left the kids and my husband in Germany. I had to fly by myself, which was which was challenging, knowing that my dad was um, in the ICU, and uh, I had a period of time where the walls just kind of came in on that on that hospital room. I was there with all of my siblings, four of my siblings, my mom and all of their spouses. And uh, I just kind of collapsed and mm-hmm. I collapsed right outside the hospital room. And my brother came out and said, you know, he knows you're here, Aim, and, you know, pursue that passion, that goal. You know, you have more to do. You're meant for more. Mm-hmm. And um, and I really, that was part of it for me. That was a little bit of that igniting that spark of knowing, there's more for me to do, to grow mm-hmm. and to learn and challenge myself. You know, 50 is is young. Mm-hmm. Let me just jump back because I was noticing, of course, I'm looking at your LinkedIn profile and I was noticing that you sold Rodan and Fields for four years. And this is a step that we see some relaunchers take uh, going into direct sales because they want a lot of control over their schedule or it's right. a baby step for them, or maybe they're they're testing out uh, something about running a business without starting it on their own. So can you talk a little bit about how you got into that? What is Rodan and Fields? There you what go. did you yeah. learn by yeah. doing it? And then yeah. maybe how that led to, to the step of, of, of founding your own business. Yeah, I love that. No one's ever asked me that. So I really like that question. And, and it's a great company. And, you know, it's a it's a company that my my husband's cousin was involved with. And she mm-hmm. sent me some products and and she has a great spirit about her. And I said, you know what, I'll, I'll give it a try. I mean, I love to connect with people. I have a broad network because of all of the places I've lived. And I'm, I really value a lot of in relationships. And I thought, you know, why not? I'll test the waters a little bit. And I think for me, it was a great thing to do because I built a team. Um, And I really realized that one, I enjoy empowering others. 
to fulfill their goals. I also have a lot of pride in the fact that I wanted to start a business. I knew what I wanted to do, but you know, you need money. <laughs> you have to have money. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it was important for me to get that, that, fund that little Amy fund there that that could fund me forward. And I was able to do that through that. And um, so I encourage any woman, you know, it it, it challenges you in a different way, you get a different skill set. And it's all about relationship building. So it was perfect for me. And I got that little nut that I needed to to really grow and, and start a business. And for people who have no idea what Rodan and Fields mm, is or right. no idea what direct sales is, can you just give a quick explanation about what what the company is, what the product yes. is, and what it means to be selling it from your home or how, however it's set up. I, I think you you had said that earlier. You know, it's nice um, when you're involved in this type of network sales, network marketing. Um, they call it all sorts of different things because you are your own boss and you can create your time and, and, and you really custom tailor it to your lifestyle and what you want to do. So Redan and Fields is a skincare company. It's a wonderful wonderful skincare company led by two female entrepreneurs and and dermatologists that really intrigued me. So I found a passion around that. And, um, and that's really what you do. And, and you really look at your, you know, I talk a lot about networking and the power of networking. And it really is those conversations and connections that you make with people throughout your journey. And that's who you talk to. And I think women are sharers by nature. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you have something you love, you want to share it with others. And that's really what it is. Got it. Uh, so, I love the idea that you were focused on creating some sort of a fund or a nest egg or something in order to have money to fund your business. Uh, Because let's talk about that. Uh, I think people tend to romanticize entrepreneurship and you hear all these success stories and it makes it sound like it's easy and the money's flowing. Um, And can you talk a little bit about early days and investing in a business or like long periods of time without income or unpredictable income? How did it all start? Such Oh, I just that actually gave me goosebumps because it really is something I take a lot of pride in because I use that term trailing spouse. I was for so long. And, you know, sometimes as women, we underestimate our value or we make ourselves less significant out to be less significant than we are. And I remember the day that I was sitting, you know, with my husband and I said, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm starting this. And, and he's always cheered me on. But I said, you know what? He said, OK, well, we can, you know, transfer some funding or, you know, you, you, what do you need to get started? I can help you. And I love that. And I, a hundred percent, he supports me a hundred percent, but I really wanted to do this on my own. And I remember going over to our local bank in the community and, uh, and sitting there and it, you know, I even remember getting kind of sweaty palm thinking, boy, what am I doing? You know, I I'm, I'm taking this risk. I am cannonballing. That's what the name of my book is. I'm cannonballing. This is a cannonball Mm -hmm. moment for me. I have not had my own checking account, my own credit card, all of that stuff, which I know sounds silly as an articulate, smart woman, not to have that, but I, I didn't. So, you know, I opened that account. I remember getting together with an attorney to form an LLC and all of these things that I hadn't done. And -hmm. I think it's so important for women to realize that it's never too late to do that. And there's such opportunity for personal growth. And with personal growth comes confidence. And it's such a powerful combination. So, you know, not easy, certainly. I mean, there certainly were some sleepless nights where I'm thinking, boy, you know, one is, is, am I going to have a brand that is relatable? Um, who's going to listen to this podcast? Who's going to buy the book? You know, what, what am I really doing? What am I thinking? Can I do this? 
because we have those moments of, of second guessing ourselves goes back to making us, you know, less significant than we are. So we just have to push those aside and, and go forward. And it was so nice, even though it was a, a little, you know, a little nest egg, it was something in that account. And it said, Amy Schmidt. And there was a lot of power in that. Mm. That gives me goosebumps. I, I you know, that those yeah. moments are so yeah. important and, you know, different things jump out to different people as the milestone moments. And yes. I can tell that was clearly a milestone moment for you. Yeah. yeah. It was good for my children to see too, because, you know, then they see me from a different lens. You know, it's not just the mom that volunteered and, and did all these wonderful things that I love to do and freelance, right? But this was mom really taking on a new challenge at a stage of life that can prevent, you know, present a lot of challenges. I take a lot of pride in the fact that I wanted to do this on my own. I really did. And uh, from there, I jumped in. I cannonballed off and, and said, I've got to make this work. And I knew, you know, I have to be honest, finances are never my strong, never have been my strong suit. Math has never been a big thing, but I knew that I had to enhance that skill set. I had to learn how to do Excel and all of these things and put my expenses and all of these things I had never done before. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and I did that, but you know, it wasn't without risk. I mean, I started my podcast with no sponsors. And the reason I did that was because I wanted to build trust. You know, mm -hmm. I wanted to build trust with my I wanted to develop a following, a platform, trust with my listeners. I wanted to be that authentic Amy that that I am, that said, you know what, you can do this. And over time, all of a sudden, you know, you start getting more and more downloads, you start selling more books, and it's like, wow, I've got something coming in. And mm -hmm. it was such a great feeling um, as a woman at inner 50s now that was, you know, that was able to do this. And so you started your podcast with no sponsors. You mentioned right. a book. So like how did you decide when to add which pieces? It, mm -hmm. You could describe your business as a multimedia business. Uh, yeah, or, I, think, I think that's a good way of describing it. Um, it really mm -hmm. is a, a multimedia platform. And, you know, I sat down and made a business plan. And that's something mm -hmm. I had never created either. And there are a million resources that we have as women. You know, you look at what you do at I Relaunch and what you offer women you know, that can go on and get these tools to help them develop something like a business plan and put it together. And I had a three month, six month, nine month. And then, you know, now I'm now I'm in a 10 year plan, believe it or not. So in my 60s, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, but that's what I did. I sat down and did my business plan. And I knew that the book um, I had signed with a publisher, uh, a niche publisher of women authors over 50 and right in New York City. It was just great. And I had written my book all along my journey. I'd always been a writer. So that was something that was in progress when I launched my brand. You know, how I came about launching that whole brand was, you know, fearlessly facing 50. I was facing 50 at that point. And there, you know, I wanted to be fearless. That's why I did it. So um, I really stayed authentic with what I'm doing. We actually talk a lot about this whole idea of being a fearless learner and how mm. key that is to success in relaunching. And here you're taking that concept much bigger uh, and saying, let's be fearless in, in a lot of things that you do. I mean, learning all the way, but there are other, there are other bigger pieces to this. So that theme, I think, is really relevant. Um, I just want to mention for our listeners in terms of resources for starting businesses, uh, the Small Business Association 
has a lot of excellent resources and mentors and and a whole infrastructure there for starting businesses. So I just wanted to put that out there as one particular uh, resource that is very strong. Amy, any other ones that jump out at you that that mm. you referenced? Yeah, you know, I have been involved in many entrepreneurial women's clubs um, in my mm-hmm. kind of the tri-state area. That was very important for me to get involved with because you learn so much from mm-hmm. other people. And I find, you know, at, at when I was starting out in my career, and I look at my daughter who's in her, you know, early twenties, two years into a professional life. Um, you know, at that age, you're 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 not as collaborative in your spirit. You know, you're much more competitive. You're you're climbing mm-hmm. the ladder. Who's going to get there? fastest. And mm-hmm. I think now at this point in my career, in my business, how I built this, um, it's such a collaborative spirit among women, I find. And I'm not afraid to ask for help. I'm not afraid to go to these types of organizations and say, hey, you know, we all have blind spots, right? So mm-hmm. why not, <laughs> you know, collaborate with other people and they can get you on, on a track or give you insight that you may have never thought of. So I use that uh, definitely as I build my business. They're mm-hmm. some of my um, greatest resources have come from organizations such as, you know, small business organizations. Mm-hmm. I love that. And it, that's another theme is when we say when you're relaunching, don't go it alone, you know, have a relaunch buddy or a relaunch group. And you're illustrating that that's equally mm-hmm. relevant and effective for people who are taking the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial path. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, so you, you made a reference to, um, the marketing of the company branding. When I see what you've done, I feel like I'm looking at an expert marketer brander. And I wanted to to know how did you learn, how did you get to that point? Um, were there special, uh, courses or pieces along the way or people you met that, um, that impacted how you approached marketing and branding your company. And maybe if you can share some tips for other relaunchers who are challenged in this area. Mm, great question. Um, I did. I have a lot of people that have been able to help me on this journey. And, um, and, and I really, I feel about, you know, I feel so passionate about the the power of mentors in my life. And I think, you know, I can look back over these last few years of launching this, that um, it really is mentors that have helped me in different ways, especially with marketing my brand um, and, and really staying true to who I am. I think for anybody listening, I always say your why should make you cry. I'm very passionate about that. I really mm. feel like, you know, what you're doing Really, if you're passionate about it, it's just going to take you down that trail and mm-hmm. you're going to be able to build from there and staying authentic to who you are. It's difficult. I mean, you know, you, you look at social media and you look at the amount of um, influencers and different things and, you know, you come across as you scroll and it can be very intimidating. It can be very intimidating. And like you said, you know, this doesn't happen overnight, certainly, but you just have to stay true to who you are. And I think there's been many times around marketing this that I've had to kind of realign and recalibrate. And I think that's all part of learning in the journey. You know, you you start to go down one path and then you say, well, where's the source of revenue here? Okay, maybe we're going to do this. And it's funny, now that I've built this brand um, and my business and, and a platform of of followers that I, I really just value so much. Um, several of the guests that I've had on the podcast, um, celebrities and, and other women that I've had on that have inspired me have said, you know, Amy, your gift is really around connecting people, having these conversations and opening this dialogue about these courageous conversations we need to have as women. Why don't you think about doing an event? 
Mm. I had never really thought about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it certainly is something I, I love to do is bringing women together. And with that support, now I'm launching an event in November. Um, so it just shows you how your marketing strategy can always change. It's ever flowing mm-hmm. and evolving. And um, and I think if you just go back to that question of your why makes you cry, um, you'll stay on task. And, and it, it should change as you go along. It should evolve. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I think. And so, okay, so you're talking about a podcast, a book, an event. I know you had the, the at least you started the, that web series, the video yeah. series. How did you, when you thought, okay, I'm going to try this, like, how did you think about, okay, I, I need a platform. I need to understand the technology. I like, how did you actually piece together making that happen? For example, the web series. Yeah, that's, that's a great question too, because, you know, I had, had my podcast long enough that I knew that the feedback I was getting from my guests as well on the podcast, where you're a very good interviewer, Amy, you, you really do your research. And I think you should take it a little bit further and do a live show. And that really was from feedback from my, both my followers and my guests. And I also have an advisory council of, uh, of women that I put together that mm-hmm. are all different sectors of some executive professional women, some stay at home moms, it's just some volunteers, some all sorts of people that I have come across in my life that I really value their expertise and opinion. And I really went to them and and talked about it. And, and how do I continue to grow and expand and reach more people and get the message out more? And the feedback I got was, you know, do a live web series. Um, Wednesday nights is usually when I do it. I've had some great guests on and um, you included, which was incredible, Carol. That was such a great one. I had thousands and thousands of women that just, you know, were, were so engaged and so interested to learn about relaunching. Um, so, you know, you go back to those people, you go back to those anchors in your life and, and you ask for advice. And at times you're going to hear things, maybe you listen to things you don't want to hear, but that's okay. It, it takes mm-hmm. you on your path and it encourages mm-hmm. you. So that's really how I, how I decided to try that. And I think another thing for listeners is, is just try it, you know, just start. Mm-hmm. Why not? You know, you can always recalibrate. You can always reconsider. You can always change course. It doesn't matter. There's no perfect journey. No perfect journey to success. So just like drilling down, though, to even some of the very basic logistics, did you think, okay, I have to do this over Facebook Live, or I have to use StreamYard, or I have to research, I don't even know how, how to do this, like, how did you figure that piece out? Yeah, I'm a big market researcher. I really did. Mm-hmm. I, I spend mm-hmm. a lot of time. I mean, I I, I fixed our dishwasher from a YouTube video. I got to be honest. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm putting it out there. There are things you can have right at your fingertips, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and I started to learn more about StreamYard. I got from, from one of, uh, somebody in my network put me in touch with a producer in Florida. I had a conversation with her. Um, her mom actually listened to the podcast. So she was like, Oh, I know who you are. And she produces the show for me. So, you know, once again, it's, 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 you know, casting that net out there and putting that out there and, and using your resources, but asking the questions and, and it's all market research. I learned all of this on my own. I mean, between, Mm -hmm. you know, putting an ad in a Facebook page locally, not an ad, but just a, a post in a local Facebook group here mm-hmm. in my community, a young man came over to help me podcast because I had no idea how to do it. I took many trips to the Apple bar, the genius bar, where actually I think, you know, they were looking at me like, oh man, here she comes again. What does she <laughs> need today? You know, one day I didn't have my mic on. Uh, when I launched my podcast, I share this on my TED talk. Um, I forgot to push record on the first mm-hmm. episode of my podcast. Mm-hmm. I sat in my studio 
I thought I had just knocked it out of the ballpark. I, I mean, if you would have seen me, Carol, I was doing a little happy dance, like, okay, I so got this. Mm-hmm. Then I go back to find the audio file and it's not there. You know, oh, I forgot. No. Wow. So, you know, those are all things. It doesn't have to be perfect. I certainly right. thought I had all my I's dotted and my T's crossed and forgot to push record. So right. I think you just have to give yourself permission to realize that mistakes are going to happen, but that all builds confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to ask you a question. I've always wondered this myself, but the role of winning awards in marketing and branding, what awards that come out of the blue where someone just, or organization says you have been chosen or yes. um, some awards that you actually even nominate yourself for and how do you think about that? And do you, and do you think it's, it's really important? It's an important part of marketing. Mm, I think it's a very important part of marketing. And, you know, that's all building the trust with your community because all of a sudden, you know, um, for example, the, the Forbes 50 over 50 list, that's going to be, I, I did find out I was nominated to that. Um, I had several people in my community reach out and um, we're very transparent about the fact, hey, Amy, you should think about this. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to nominate you. Mm-hmm. And one of the guests I had on the show, um, actually, Mae Musk, uh, nominated mm-hmm. me, her team nominated me for a, for an award for the podcast for for hosting and storytelling. So I think it's a very important part. And, and don't feel as though you're being boastful about it. I mean, you have to share those accomplishments and those awards because it's it's a big deal. So I think anybody out there, there are several ways to get you know nominated for TED Talks. Um, you can self-nominate for TEDx. There's applications all over the country, all different venues where you can nominate yourself for a TEDx. Um, you know, all of those things. So go for it. Go for it. Why mm-hmm. not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the worst that can happen is you don't get it, right? Exactly. And then you move on. Right. Right. Yep, exactly. You know, Brene, Brene Brown always says, when you're standing in the arena, who's your biggest critic? It's always yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, st- step that aside, push that aside. And if somebody calls you and says, boy, you're doing a really good job, you should consider nominating yourself for this, or you should consider this, you know, or when you get those, you know, emails that say, I nominated you for this, what a what a great, what a great feeling. Uh, take time to self-reflect on that and, and really be proud of that. Mm-hmm. That's great. Uh, well, Amy, we are already coming up on the end of our, our really? recording oh. time together. And I want to end by asking you the question that we ask all of our podcast guests. And that is, what is the best piece of advice for our relauncher audience, even if it's something that we've already talked about today? Mm, great question. Just start. I mean, I love to say that. Just start. Get up, get dressed, get going. Six powerful words to write down and look at every day. It's just start. And the other thing is take a minute to create your highlight reel. And we didn't talk about this much today, but Mm. I'm I'm a big believer in it. And that just simply means go back 10, 20, maybe 30 years, whatever it is for you, and look at what you've accomplished, the stories. You're the historian of your life. Look at those stories and look at those mistakes, those hurdles, those experiences that you have. And use all of that to propel you forward. And that really will give you the courage and confidence to, you know, to get started. And that's the most important part. Mm, that's a great place to, to end. And also, it leaves so much more for people to explore. But I love that get up, get dressed and get going and just yeah. start. Uh, really to the point, really motivational uh, and and gives people a, a something to hold on to as they're um, finishing listening to this and thinking about what their next step is. Exactly. Amy, can you tell our listeners how to find out more about your work? 
Yes, definitely. You know, the best place is to go to my website, which is uh, fearlesslyfacing50.com, and 50 is spelled out. Everything is there from the event I'm doing in November to all of my podcasts. It's on every platform, but you can go ahead and, and listen to the episodes there as well. I have a blog and other things, so feel free to reach out. And and the other thing I like to do is really engage with my community. So I do give myself a 48-hour rule. Um, so if you don't hear back within 48 hours, I'd be surprised. But um, but please reach out. I, I love to um, just link arms with other with other women on their journey. Excellent. Amy, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, Carol, thanks so much. Thanks so much. It was, it was my pleasure. And thanks for listening to 321 I Relaunch, the podcast where we discuss strategies, advice, and success stories about returning to work after a career break. I'm Carol Fishman Cohen, the CEO and co founder of I Relaunch, and your host. For more information on I Relaunch conferences and events, to sign up for our job board and access our return to work tools and resources, go to irelaunch.com. And if you like this podcast, be sure to rate it on Apple Podcasts in your favorite podcast platform. And be sure to share this podcast with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, and other social media. Thanks for joining us.